Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hello and happy Wednesday. It's midweek already. And welcome to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host for today, uh, Mara Carabello, and I'm so pleased to be here. So I'm going to continue with what we just heard about what to expect with this week's weather. Like so many winter weeks with no storm coming, we begin to see the dreaded smog. And a lot of us at this time consider public transportation. So today we're going to start off by checking in what the focus is of Utah Transit Authority, what maybe some projects that are coming up or what the vision is for our new director. And that means we're very fortunate to have, and I'm going to say this may be the very first interview with the very, very new Executive Director of the Utah Transit Authority. Um, Jay Fox is with us today. He is previously the Deputy General Counsel for the Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority in Philadelphia. So welcome, Jay. And I, I think this may be your second day on the job. Is that right? This is number three for me right now. Oh, <laughs> It's been a busy well, if, week, so. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've had three days under your belt, then, then I, 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 <laughs> I don't feel so bad. So we are very excited to hear from you. Um, Utah Transit Authority is such an important entity in the state of Utah and um, so important not only to just getting to and from our jobs and recreation, but to our air quality. So I, I'm going to start out by saying um, what made you want to come to Utah and, and what was appealing about the Utah Transit Authority? Well, I guess I want to begin by just saying uh, it, transit is is a passion for me. Um, uh, you know, I, so I was I was at SEPTA for two and a half years in Philadelphia. That's where I was born and bred. Um, and uh, you know, I, uh, I the running joke uh, in, in my family was, um, "I'm only leaving everybody I know and love. What could possibly go wrong?" <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so and then before that, I was with Amtrak for two years, and then before that, I was at the Federal Transit Administration, which is the major federal funding partner uh, for transit. Uh, so what, what got me to Utah um, was, um, you know, obviously the the, the position uh, was posted, and I was very interested in it right away just because of uh, uh, Utah Transit Authority's stellar reputation in the industry, uh, you know, working at the Federal Transit, transit Administration, FTA. Uh, all you ever heard was, was great things about UTA. Uh, the system is, is fantastic, as, as you well know, and, and, the, and the folks here uh, in, in the valley and in the front know, uh, you know, you have literally every mode and, uh, and have a wonderful spine for the system in the, in the front runner. Um, so, you know, that was it was very, very attractive to me. And, 
And as I went, as, as I, you know, dug further and then began to, you know, to be involved in the selection process, uh, I think anybody who does, uh, engages in that kind of process is, is interviewing uh, the people that are interviewing them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just so delighted and how committed and how um, focused uh, not only the, the board, but the, the executive team and, and all the employees they met were and how deliberate they were about uh, their decision-making processes, which is, you know, very important. Uh, more than any, uh, I think, public um, uh, public uh, endeavor or, or, or industry, uh, planning is, is critical to uh, public transportation. That, that resonates so much here. As you know, I think as you've seen, Utah has always, from the first generation of pioneers who landed here in the middle of the 1800s, we, we pride ourselves on generational and thinking ahead planning. So I, I love that, yeah. that that's what you heard as well. What what are your priorities? Maybe it's by topics, but what what's the first thing on your agenda in the next three to six months as you, as you um, get to know the organization? Well, you know that that you just actually said it. <laughs> so that that first priority is is immersing myself uh, not only in the organization but in the communities. Uh, you know, better understanding the the role of transit uh, locally and, and particularly uh, post pandemic. Uh, that that role has, has shifted not only locally but nationally. Uh, understanding the customer needs. Uh, what are our customer needs again in, in, a, in a world where where uh, many of those customers are, you know, working from home part-time or, or full-time in a virtual environment? Uh, what are the, the concerns of our, our state and local partners? I, I think more if I was to really just um, yeah, pick two words out, it would be listen mode. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, you know, I don't want to be uh, the guy that arrived from Philly and said, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to be the, the person that understands their needs and, and then be the person to support all 2,600 employees of this agency as, as you know, as we plan for the future and we, you know, we meet, um, you know, our, our capital commitments. Uh, I, I, I don't believe that I'm the, the lead of this organization. I believe that I'm actually the bottom and I'm the, the key support person for the executive team. And, and, and as, it, as it rolls up there, uh, that's, that's to me what, what really leadership is. So my priority one is, is immersing myself in, in, in the Utah world. And it's, it's already a great world to be immersed in. I love that point of view. Okay, I have a quirky question for you. The ethic, the ethos and interaction on the East Coast and where transit uh, sits, you know, where people, where there's density and people use it to commute all kinds of people. What can you bring and teach Westerners who, boy, do we love our cars. So how how do we um, do a better job getting out of our car and getting into transit? Well, I, let me, let me, I have two thoughts on that. Let me go with the second one first. I, given the population expansion that it's expected uh, over the next 30 years, Utah County expected to double in population, and um, and and Salt Lake by 60 percent. I, I uh, to me, transit becomes uh, you know a um, an indispensable resource. Uh, it, it, you know, you can only you can only use the road networks so much and and and. and you know, and put so many cars on them before it, it becomes difficult driving. And I'm sure that already resonates with so many people that are using I-15 at, at rush hour um, and, you know, and have the, the difficulties in negotiating that. So to me, that it's it, it becomes, you know, a part of the community in a whole different way 
when it's your it, it by by just the very nature of of the amount of people in the area and think 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 New York, <laughs> um, right. uh, you know that you have to you know you really it's it, it is it is a necessary part of uh, what you're doing and and how you're getting from from any one place to another. Uh, the I think the other thing more is I find more and more that the younger the population is, the more it, it embraces transit. And uh, the one thing you can say about uh, Utah is it's actually growing younger every day, particularly with the growth and the number of people coming here, uh, particularly the younger folks coming here, one, to look for a, a good quality of life and the opportunities, their economic opportunities here. Uh, they, they tend actually not to be uh, beholden to automobiles. Uh, they, they like their bikes. They like, they, they like their boards. And uh, and they and if that those are available if they can take those onto transit and then and then uh, you know get their last mile on their bicycle uh, they tend to be very very happy so so I think that you know that was my sort of my second point is on the population side on the on the on the first point about you know sort of East Coast mentality about transit I, I don't know I don't I I think that may be. I think that may be overstated. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, there's there's plenty there's plenty of road network choke in the you know on the I-95 corridor you know between uh, between Boston and Washington and uh, as well in the Philadelphia area. I, I think transit uh, you know serves the need for for people that are looking for a convenient and stress-free way uh, to move around you know their community and uh, and that's. And that, that's what transit agencies need to look for most of all is what does that customer need? What does that customer want? And, uh, you know, and today I think more than anything, uh, the customer wants to be is sure that if they're on a, a safe mode of transportation, particularly post-pandemic. That makes sense. Well, let me be among the first to say welcome to Utah. This is a huge role, and we are excited to have a new leadership voice um, in our community and look forward to you helping not only make the Utah Transit Authority stronger, but also driving us forward to our next set of um, decisions. And maybe maybe we'll even see a growth in the system that we already have, which would be terrific. Oh no, we we certainly hope so. Plenty plenty on on the on the table for that. The, okay, great. Thank you very much, Jay Fox. I'm sure I'm going to do a shout out to our listeners today to make sure that we are sending um, Jay and his family at least one jazz T-shirt so he can get started um, the right way in in in, in Utah. So thanks for your time today, um, Jay. Uh, Thank coming, you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, coming up. Well, we're not out of the drought yet. Yes, we did have some great storms. But um, we can be doing active things right now to shore up our water infrastructure and get prepared for the summer head. So coming up, we have Tage Flint from Weber County Water Conservancy District to talk about what to expect with infrastructure and, very importantly, what we can expect from the legislature, which gets started next week. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. 
the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.